0: Good morning, and welcome to the second episode of Thoughts While I Drive to Work. Um, I wanted to share a Bible verse with you guys uh, this morning about discipline. And it's uh, more on our content of what we had yesterday, but uh, it's still really good. It's Galatians 5, through 23. It says, if we let our desires lead our decisions... Our lives and our bodies can quickly spin out of control. Self-control is a discipline that God grows in us when we continually choose to die in our flesh and live for Him. Okay. So, that leads us kind of as a leeway from yesterday's topic about self-discipline and its importance into today's topic. And before I start talking about today's topic, I have to have... An explicit content warning! Explicit content warning! Woo-woo-woo! I should get some kind of... Uh, I don't know, some kind of audio in here. Um, I don't know, some kind of audio track for explicit warning for content. Um, today's subject is the evils of pornography. And so I'm not going to be, like, explicit. Um, in the way that you're thinking, but I am going to be very real when I talk about this struggle. So, I'm going to talk about it from a couple different viewpoints. Um, but first, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about what it does to you as the man. And I'm going to talk about it from a viewpoint of a um, single guy, then a married guy. All right. So evils of pornography. So, when you're when you're single, when you're a teenager, um, one of the first things it does is it alienates you from other people around you. Uh, when you start looking at pornography, especially as a teenager, now you have a secret. Now you have something. And I don't care what kind of teenager you are. I don't care if you're saved or not. You know it's wrong. You have something that now you're a little bit ashamed about. Uh, you have something that now you're, you're hiding. You have something that you put in between you and what could have been a healthy relationship with your parents, with your friends. And guess what? Now every girl you see, you see differently. You see them differently. You see them as more of objects. You start thinking about like, ooh, what does she look like naked? Ooh, what does she look like when she's having sex? And start you start viewing people differently and it warps your mind. Yeah. Warp[s] your mind. Second thing is, it gives you horribly unrealistic expectations. Okay, I ninety percent of the guys that I know that were uh, had problems with pornography and then got married ran right into this problem. So yeah, here's here's an example. Okay, you know, you watch porn all growing up, you watch you know, look at porn, you start thinking about, ooh, this is what it's gonna be like when I get married. Ooh, this is what it's gonna be like when I get a girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Newsflash, it's not. Okay. The first time you take a shower with your wife, it's not all hot and heavy. No, you spend 10 minutes freezing in the corner, handing her a hundred different types of shampoo, and then she just gets out. Sorry to burst everyone's bubble on that one. Um... But no, it gives you unrealistic expectations. Gives you unrealistic expectations of what to expect from a healthy relationship and from like a a healthy sexual relationship with your with your wife. It makes you think, you know, oh, you know, and then you're comparing your wife to all these chicks in porn. Now people will be like, oh, you know, they're just having sex, you know, it's not that big of a deal you deal to compare them, and you're doing the same thing. Now, 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 now. That's like expecting, (laughs) So this is going to sound bad, but that's like expecting, you know, your average person to be able to act like a professional in a movie that has never had any acting classes or been in a movie. That's like picking somebody off the street and asking them to go play in the NFL, you know, when they've never played football before in their life. You can't expect your virgin wife to act like girls in porn because she's never had sex before. And guess what? Here's the hard one. Neither of you. Neither have, neither have you. All guys want to think, you know, hey, we are the best. Because, you know, come on. But guess what? You can't do all the things guys do in porn either. <laughs> uh, so you're setting unreal ex- expectations on your wife before you're even married. And then you're setting unrealistic expectations for yourself. And then it gets even worse because guess what? The first time you have sex, it might not be the best. Uh, it's awkward, you don't really know what you're doing, stuff gets in the way, but trust me, it gets a lot better. But let me throw this out there. So then you, the first time you have sex and maybe it's not that great, now you're kind of disappointed you taking what God made as a gift between man and wife. And now you are disappointed with it? You're a little disappointed. This wasn't like what I watched. And why couldn't I do this? And why didn't she do this? And now you have a wedge in your relationship with you and your wife. And guess what it makes you want to do? Go back and look at more porn. Porn feeds off of your sadness. It feeds off of your despair. It feeds off of um, feeling inadequate about yourself. Because watching porn makes you feel good about yourself. It makes you feel strong. It makes you feel in control. But it doesn't. It makes you weak. And so now you have this wedge between you and your wife. And it's only going to get bigger. And now you're holding secrets from her and what should be a perfect god-centered relationship. And it just its pornography is evil. Porn kills love. There is no love in pornography. There's not. Okay. So that's what it does to the guy, single and married. So second thing is what it does what it takes away from your wife. Okay, you. I'm talking to the man are supposed to be the godly head of your household. You are supposed to be leading your wife, leading your children, to be more Christ-like. By setting an example, by leading Bible study, by reading out of the book, by constantly, by working with your wife to um, help uh, correct your children and lead them in a way that would be honoring to God. But guess what? ding, 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 you look at pornography, and now your godly wife, who I'm, hopefully you married, um, a godly wife, if you didn't, it's a different podcast, um, if you, your godly wife, who's supposed to be growing, that you're supposed to be helping to grow to be more Christ-like, and to grow in her knowledge of God, and be a better mom, be a better wife, all these things that are going to come from her seeking after Christ, Aren't gonna work. Because you literally, by looking at pornography, and trust me, she knows, you literally put a wedge between her and God. Because instead of now seeking after God, seeking after God, reading His Word, she's now comparing herself to the girls in porn. She's now worried that if she is not enough for you, she's now worried. If she is not good enough for you, you fat sack of crap, yeah, hey, I was there too, if somebody had to be real with me, yeah? You put a wedge between your your wife, who you are responsible for, and her relationship with God. How does that make you feel? Should make you feel terrible and good. You deserve it. Because now she's not focused on the things that she needs to be, yeah? And you're probably not leading her the way that you need to be. So it it hinders her relationship to grow in Christ. And that should make... That's that's huge! It's terrible! Okay, third thing. Because I'm getting close to work here. Third thing it does is it alters the way you view people. People are made in God's image. They're made in God's image and they're and you're supposed to show people Christ's love and the hopes of them coming to his free and eternal and amazing gift of salvation. But if you look at pornography, pornography teaches you that people are there for your pleasure. Pornography teaches you that people are there to make you feel good. And you start treating them like objects rather than people that are made in God's image. God's image! Which is just a crazy thought just to begin with. Uh, you start treating them like objects. Things that can do something for you to make you feel better. And also, throwing this out there just so you know, a lot of the girls in pornography are forced to be there. You know the whole slave labor thing and um, slave labor and drug addiction in and, porn- and pornography is huge huge. And you never see it when you just watch it. But a lot of those girls are forced to do those things. And I want you to think about that next time you are looking at porn or think about looking at porn. These girls aren't doing this because they like to have sex. No, some of these girls are forced to do it out of sexual bondage and slavery. If you don't think slavery happens in America, you're a fool. It happens all around you. And by watching pornography, you are helping it. You're helping keep these girls in bondage. In slavery. Hard truths. But there's stuff I wish I knew back in the day. <coughs> truths I had to discover. Truths I had to have my accountability partner in me that I've had for probably about 12 years now. have had to find out the hard way so I'm telling you now so these are all just some of the evils of pornography but God gives us a way out God can give you the strength God can give you the power to resist pornography um I totally forget the verse reference and I wish I had it for you guys but tell you what I'll have it for you on tomorrow morning's podcast when I drive into work um yeah, free for tomorrow morning's podcast. But anytime there's temptation, God does not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can, um, what you can stand. Beyond what your thresholds are. So any temptation you're feeling, God does not allow you to be tempted beyond what you have the power to say no to. And it also says in that verse, you know what? I'm in the parking lot. I'm a few minutes early. I'm going to look it up. It says in that verse that uh, you, with temptation you will always be given a way out. Uh, I'm going to look up the verse, so I'm going to go silent here for a second. Alright, looks like it is 1 Corinthians 10.13. Let's open up the old Bible app here. Okay, yes, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. great verse. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. Okay, a couple great things on this verse. And I might be late to work, but I'm going to explain it because you're important. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. So, newsflash! These temptations you're having, these sin problems you're having, aren't uncommon. These are something that has been plaguing man since the fall. These are things, so it's not some secret sin that you're hiding in the closet that only you are having a problem with. You can go out and find other people that are having a problem with. I suggest you find a mentor, find an accountability partner, find someone who's not someone who's currently struggling with this sin, because then you're just going to be too sad. Boo hoo, look at me. No. You need to find someone who has overcome this sin and can mentor you out of it. Then it says, God is faithful. God is faithful. If you put your trust in Him, He will help you. God is faithful. And He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. That's pretty cool. Because all of us have different abilities. So like I talk about mental toughness and mental fortitude. And I like to think my ability is pretty good. Your ability might be terrible. Your ability might be like a negative 15, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10. But guess what? Even with your negative 15 ability to say no to sin, God won't let you be tempted beyond that. So that means that any you give in to temptation, whose fault is it? Well, it says here in the Bible that you had the ability to say no because it wasn't beyond your ability. It wasn't like somebody had a sledgehammer and was saying, look at porn or I'm going to break all your fingers. Yeah, no. You have the ability, whenever you are tempted, to say no. Because he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Next part of the verse. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. So, that's also the other great part. So, when you're tempted, not only do you have the power to say no, but you also, he will provide a way of escape. And I truly mean that means a physical way of escape. Pornography is one of the biggest things of spiritual warfare out there, and people don't treat it, and that temptation, they don't treat it with the seriousness that it deserves. So when it says a way of escape, I truly do mean a physical way of escape. You know the best way not to look at porn? It's impossible to look at porn if you're out jogging. It's impossible to look at porn if you are doing seven minutes of burpees It's possible to look at porn if you're on the mats rolling BJJ. That's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know what? If you're out bettering yourself, if you're out studying, if you're out working out, all those feelings of looking at porn, are going to fade away. They're going to fade away. Go to your first kickboxing class or Muay Thai. Get in the ring and spar. Get punched in the face. You know? These are all things that are You know, they're going to make you tougher. You need to escape your temptation when you feel tempted. If you're laying in bed and you're all by yourself. your wife had somewhere to go in the morning and you're like, oh, I can sleep in. This is great. And it pops in your head even for a second. Ooh, I'm laying in bed by myself. And I could look at porn right now. Nobody would even know. You need to get up. Go take a cold shower. Go outside for a jog. No. Even if you're in bed and you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm going to watch some uh, Netflix instead. That temptation will still be there. It may be gone for about five minutes. Oh, but it will come back. You guys ever watch Karate Kid 2? Karate Kid 2, Mr. Miyagi tells, uh, whatever what's his face, Daniel, I think it was, the best way not to get punched is don't be there to be punched. Same thing with this. The best way not to be tempted is don't put yourself in a situation in which you will be tempted. Are you tempted to look at pornography when you're like on a date with your wife or hanging around with your kids or out with your friends or like standing in a public place? I'm going to say the answer is probably no. And if the answer is yes, well, then you've probably got more problems and you should seek some counseling. But... Be in a public place. Be around people. Be in a place that makes it quite literally impossible for you to look at porn without literally everybody knowing. Because it's a shameful thing. And, you know, if you're just whipping out your phone and looking at porn in front of literally all your family and friends, then, again, you need counseling. Um, But for the majority of you, that'll be a big enough no that you won't do it. So you need to flee. You need to. It says, he will provide an escape he being God, that you may be able to endure it. So you can endure sin. So it's endurance. It's endurance. Because guess what? You're going to be tempted again. And you're going to be tempted again. But it's like we talked about yesterday. There's a compound effect to saying no. There's a compound effect to being strong. And every time you say no, it's going to get easier. It's going to get better and it's going to get easier. All right, guys. Well, that is about all I had for the podcast this morning. I'm right at about my 20-minute mark, which is what I promised you guys, that these were not going to be obnoxiously long podcasts. Um, It's not what I want for you guys. I want to give you guys good information in a quick, um, precise blurb, and then you guys can get on with your day. So, again, I just hope... That uh, this helps somebody, even if it doesn't ha- help one person, then I'll have served at school. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I just pray for my listeners that uh, they were able to get something out of today's podcast, and I just pray for myself as I go about my work day that I'd live for you and I'd strive to be Christ like Lord, and that I would just I'd be able to show someone your love and your grace and your mercy as I go in the hospital today, Lord, that I would just show your in everything I do, in the way I conduct myself and in conversation, that it would be glorifying and would be edifying to you, Lord. Lord, I love you. Amen. So here at some point I'm gonna try to get like maybe a comment section. I don't know if the app will do that or something. Cause I would love to have questions to answer. I would love to have questions to answer. So uh that also of course requires me to have listeners. So that'd be great too. All right. Love you guys. Bye.